In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how Black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a game? There you go. It's the world's most dangerous morning show. Got the cameras on my the. Good What kind of show is this? Myself listens to this show. With DJ Envy, the captain of this bitch. With Angela Yee, the only one who can keep these guys in check. Charlemagne the God. I'm a lovable asshole. And this is the Breakfast Club, bitches. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what? No. It's Thursday! Did I do that right? Was I close? Morning, everybody. It is Thursday. The weather out here is pretty nasty, so I'm sure Charlemagne will be here in a second. It was a lot of flooding. Angela Yee, she's out in Atlanta trying to connect. And I'm here all alone, all dolo. All right. Uh, now, uh, shout out to everybody uh, in Africa. I'm actually heading to Africa this weekend. I have a show, a party in Kenya, which I'm excited about. Uh, 
I'm just always sad when I go to Africa. I can't stay a little longer. I'll only be there three days. I'm actually flying in. I'm there for a full day. Then I do my show, and then I come right back. But I'm always excited to go. Uh, this is my second time in Kenya. And it's just it's, it's just amazing to just see different places. So I always tell everybody, if you get the opportunity, definitely travel if you can. Travel, 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 travel. New world, new experiences, new things to see. So if you get that opportunity, definitely uh, travel. All right? Now, um... I want to remind you guys, Father's Day weekend, of course, my car show goes down in Houston, Texas. It's the Houston, Texas versus New York car show. Celebrity uh, cars, exotic cars, old school cars. There's always something to do with the kids. There's rides. So if you're looking for a Father's Day gift, we're doing that in uh, Father's Day weekend, June 19th in Houston. And then we're doing one in Atlanta on July 9th. All right. Well, Bobby Brown will be joining us this morning. We're going to be kicking it with Bobby Brown in a little bit. But not only Bobby Brown, I get to do my Bobby Brown mini-mix. So get on the lines let me know your favorite Bobby joint, whether it's Tenderoni, my prerogative, or whatever it may be. We're going to be kicking it to Bobby Brown next hour. All right, now we got front page news next. Whatever Angelie wants to talk about, because I don't know if we, we're going to connect or not. Charlemagne will be here in a second. So don't go anywhere, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. What up, Charlemagne? Yo, what's the word? How's everybody doing today? Now, in sports, Golden State Warriors beat the Mavericks 112 to 87. They blew them out last night. Yeah, I went to bed right after, right, right at the start of the fourth quarter. Pretty yeah, much a, I watched the whole it was game. a wrap by then. Yeah, fourth quarter, they put all the uh, B-level team in. It was it was done after that. The B-level team? You mean the bench? The bench people on the bench? Yeah, it's B-level. Jesus Christ. <laughs> bench. That's not B-level. The bench. You know what I mean? Yeah, the bench. Jesus yeah, Christ. The bench should be level. Guys will wash you. Although everybody you calling B-level on the Warriors will wash you. Okay? I'm not a professional basketball player. That's so. my point. You gotta, I don't B-level. He's bench players. That's all. No, but same thing. All right, now the United States Soccer Federation and the United States Women's National Team Players Association and the United States National Soccer Team Players Association have agreed to a deal that achieves equal pay and set the global standard moving forward into international soccer. So what that means is both men and women will make the same amount of money. I don't believe that. Like, what do you mean? What does that mean? What do you mean? That can't be. That can't be. That can't be what that means totally. Like, every single player is going to make the same amount of money. So how do you pay somebody for the quality of their work? Well, I guess they said... How do you pay somebody the for their talent level? U.S. Soccer will share a portion of its broadcast partner and sponsorship revenue with a 50-50 split of the share divided equally between the men's and women's soccer teams. They said equal pay for men and women was not possible, but they did not stop us, and we went ahead and achieved it. We hope this will awaken others to this need this type of change and will inspire FIFA and others around the world to move in the same direction. So every player across the board is going to make the same amount of money? That doesn't make sense. Like some people are just clearly better than others. Like there might be a woman that's better than a guy. There might be a guy that's better than a woman. Like so. So if you think LeBron James would want to take the same amount of money as everybody on the team? No. Or, or, or is there a, a, a woman in the WNBA that uh, should be making as much as LeBron James? I guess they're doing it. They might do it in stats. If if a if a man's stats and a woman's stat is the same, that makes sense. Yeah, they have to get equal pay. That's what I'm sure. How to how like stuff do it. like that makes sense. That's what I say. But you pay people based on the, the 
body of their work. But what I don't understand is, you know, NBA brings in so much money, right? Yes. Let's say the WNBA doesn't bring in that much money. Mm-hmm. So if the if the, you know, let's say well, they're splitting revenue, billions then. of dollars. You know what I mean? So they can afford to pay LeBron whatever it is because there's so many people coming to see LeBron. Yeah, and if you're splitting revenue, then you can afford to pay you know the top uh, women players, you know, their worth. Yes. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, this baby uh, food shortage is getting disrespectful. It's getting crazy out there. People have been driving from stores formula. to formula. Yeah, they've been driving from stores <laughs> to stores, city to city. She's trying to find this formula, and this lady actually talks about it. It is the most, you know, besides the hugs and the love, is the most basic thing that these these babies need. People have texted pictures of grocery shelves saying there is this much formula left. Does anyone need me to pick it up for anyone that they know? I was in the car today for four hours. The seven stores I checked personally, none of them but one had my daughter's formula. And that was just today. Since... This week, I've checked 53 stores. I mean, I'm going out of state to look. I just can't find it anywhere. And, and the crazy thing about baby formula, if anybody has a child or baby, is if your baby use a particular formula, they have to stay on that formula. Mm-hmm. If you change from Infamil to Similac to Good Start or whatever formula that you use, if you change, it can mess with the baby's digestive system. It could be colicky. It, it, it could be so many things, stomach pains. It could be so many things. So you have to keep the formula consistent, and it's difficult. Uh, Biden invoked the Defense Production Act to address this formula uh, situation, and uh, they are passing a bill to give $28 million in emergency funding to address the uh, baby formula footage, uh, I'm sorry, shortage, and they said the move will get ingredients to manufacturers to help speed up production, uh, and they're hoping that this will be by the end of the month. I mean, I know for my child, I got a five-month-old. We actually had to start uh, fruit and cereal earlier just to make sure that we didn't have this problem, so we already... Uh, giving little baby Peyton uh fruit now. Yeah, same. I got a seven month old at the house. We, you know, she she she's been on the cereal and mm-hmm. the fruit and stuff. But and my wife uh, breastfeeds, but she did say because she just was weaning her off the breast mm-hmm. and started getting her on formula. She did say uh last week she's concerned about this yeah. formula shortage. As I'm sure the, uh, most of us with newborns at the house are, yeah, or not newborns, or you know, or young newborns kids or people that's pregnant right now. They don't mm-hmm. know how long this is gonna last. So. That is your front page news, all right? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Let me see. Check. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? This is DJ Limp from Brooklyn, Best Star. What's up, bro? Get it What's off your chest. On? DJ Limp? Yeah, I'm trying to get a book from you, DJ Envy and Charlamagne the God. What's going on? I got you. I'm going to get you a book on erectile dysfunction. You said your name is DJ Limp? Yeah, DJ Limp from Brooklyn, Best Star. Is he saying Limp or Limp? Limp. Oh, that's Lim. wild. L-E-M. Oh, L-E-M. L-E-M. Lim, Lim. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to send you a book. I'm going to send you what I got up here. I got some copies of Anita Kopak's Shallow Waters. It's a fictional book about... The Yoruban deity of the sea, Yemi Yah. It's a really good read. I got you. I'm gonna send it to no, you. I ain't gonna lie, man. I ain't got no, no books up here. They um, they're sold out in a lot of the stores, and I ain't even got none for yeah. my family. I said I wanted to a couple of joints, and I couldn't find it nowhere, man. It was sold out. Yeah, no, they're restocking this week again. This is like the third time they rehab, they had to restock. But uh, real life and real love is out right now. You can pick it up at Amazon. But like I said, I don't even have books to give away. My, my family asked for books. I just don't have right now. But they restocking. We're going to get some more in, though. Okay, okay, okay. Head over to Amazon. Appreciate you, brother. 
I'm about to say. I'm Hello. here. Hey, Yeezy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, what's up, Envy? Why you laughing like that, Trav? Good morning. What's up? I'm laughing at you, man. What's up, Yee? Trav, hello. What's up, Yee? What's up? Where's all that? I'm right here, sis. What's happening? Well, what's going on? What's going on? Listen, shout out to my guy, Mello, for selling me out yesterday, man. And um, I appreciate what you said about my pen yesterday, Shar. Yes, that is all me. That is definitely all me. He's and, talking about um, his ink pen, too, by the way. Oh, his, write, say, wow. his writing skills. <laughs> you guys are kinky. Talk about okay. my pen. He says, yes, it's all me. Okay. Yes, his writing I'm skills. Right, Trav. <laughs> oh, oh, God, yes. I'm, I'm talk, I'm do you, do you produce two, Trav? No, no, I don't, I don't make beats. I okay. Have air, I just have an air for beats. Okay. I just, I just have a really good air for beats. And, um, yeah, shout out to Melo, man. He's, he's one of the um, best callers that he's calling up there. He, he's, not, he's not a porta potty guy. Who got, y'all know porta potty guy brought, mon- brought monkey pox to the U.S.? Yo, shut man, up. shut up, man. Go, <laughs> go up, by. Man. Have a nice day, bro. You Yo, so goodbye, man. Troll this guy's crazy. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, DJ Anthony. It's Tara from Detroit. What up, though? What up, though? Good morning. I'm calling to spread some love, some light, some positivity. It's my birthday. Happy birthday. Ow, it's a bad one's birthday. Ow, it's a bad one's birthday. Ow. 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 Happy born day, boo. Thank you. Hey, Solomon. What's happening? I am such a fan of everybody. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. I wanted to call because it's my birthday, and I want to just spread some love and light and positivity to you guys. First of all, congratulations, Uncle Dol- uh, Dr. Sean Bay, for getting your doctorate. Thank That's you, boo. So congratulations, DJ, DJ Easy, on your baby. Thank and you. And your book. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful love you guys so much. Angela, I love you, love you, love you, love you. I'm so excited. I love you, love you, love you. I have to get over to your store to get some hair. I wear my hair natural, but I still want to come over and support your um, your hair store. But I'm just so excited. It's my birthday. I turned 45 today, and I just wanted to call and spread some love and some Big four five. <laughs> well, enjoy, yes, enjoy your day, mama, and have a great Thank day. You so much. Love you guys so much. And I just wish you all so much blessing together collectively and individually and everything you guys do we love you so much and we are so very just blessed and grateful to be able to hear you guys i listen to you guys on the podcast every day well, thank every you every single day when i'm at work i listen to you guys so keep doing what you're Man, doing hey, I hold on I, give me give me send me your cash app i want to i want to buy you some some lunch or something for your birthday you oh, know because i always appreciate your energy so much and What's your cash app? Four or five is a great number. It's um, it's a uh, dollar sign Satara Lamb L A M B. Oh, you know you got to spell, spell it out. S A T A R A L A M B. Okay, how? Okay, I'm gonna make sure. Hold on, you got it. S A T A R A L A M B. Okay, I got you. L A M B. Satara Lamb. What you eating for dinner tonight? I'll go half with Charlemagne. Oh, you know what? We, me and my husband are going to see Kmart Braxton tonight at the soundboard. 
So I don't know what we're eating for dinner. We may not have time to eat tonight. So I don't know where we're going to eat for dinner after the concert. We're going to send you enough for a nice steak dinner or seafood dinner, whatever you went to. I don't know about all that now. Yes, we are, man. <laughs> inflation, inflation is crazy. So I don't stop it. We splitting it, man. I don't know what this $25 I'm about to you, send you, you going to do. You said more than $25. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> this, <laughs> No. No, we set in a nice steak dinner for you, Mama. You have a good time tonight. Thank you so much, y'all. I love y'all so much. Be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. Everybody listening to this Breakfast Club this morning, you are blessed. You woke up this morning. You are listening to the best radio show in the world. Just know that God has blessed you for this moment. Thank you, Sitara. Money's been sent. How much you sent? I tell you, I sent it twenty five dollars. No, you got to send more than that, man. <laughs> what you mean? No, how you you don't know my situation. You got to send more. I got than four that. daughters. How about I'm gonna send the other half? What you say? Uh, I sent a hundred. All right, I sent a hundred too. I sent a hundred dollars. All right, all right. Well, there you have it. Well, it depends. But if she go to if she go to uh, uh Applebee's. The steak dinner is about twenty five dollars. Bro, inflation is crazy. I can only <laughs> imagine. I ain't had steak in months, but, but also because of my diet. But yes. And when we come back, we got rumors. Uh, we're trying to connect with ye. I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, something's happening in the rumors. We'll give you the updates. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I don't know where we're going. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises, or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. 
It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Good morning, Well... You better pray. Because <laughs> I started to say we're going to hell if we don't pray, but that's not true. All right. Well. What you mean when we say you don't know where we're going? Angela. Oh, you mean like when we do rumor report, <laughs> you don't know what rumors you're reporting because Angela's not on the line. Well, let's wing it. I like it. Come All on. right. Well, let's get to the rumor po- report. Let's talk rumors. <laughs> let's talk rumors. This is the rumor report with rumor Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor on the Breakfast Club. So listen up. No, 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 no. All Jesus right. Christ. BMF star Little Meech arrested for allegedly stealing $250,000 Richard Milley watch. What? That is saying a 22-year-old. Uh, he got booked on two counts of first-degree grand theft and a separate count of organized fraud. Now, this is the... He allegedly uh, took a watch. Now, they're saying that Little Meech, he put a down payment on a Richard Milley by using his platinum Rolex, which was $80,000. And then he, they said he allegedly failed to pay the remaining balance of $200,000. Now, why would a, a jeweler call the police on you if, if I put down something as collateral? You know I'm not trying to steal the watch. If anything, what? I owe you some money, but don't say I, I stole the watch. Well, not only that, if the watch is two hundred and fifty, and I give you $80,000, how I still owe you $200,000? Interest, maybe? I don't know. Damn interest? Should be a lot know. less than that. Should be like, what, one seventy? dollars uh, The point is that he knows that the guy wasn't trying to steal. Does the dude owe him money? Clearly. Yes. But did he try to steal the watch? No. Yeah, that's not robbery. I think that's more like civil court, I would think. So the police don't take into uh, consideration all those details when they arrest you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they don't look at all that and say, well, this isn't a robbery. We can't. I know, right? Robbery is like grand theft. Like, no, you gave me the watch. I'm going to be honest with you. When I think grand theft, all I think is the video games. I don't have to know what grand theft is. I have no idea what grand theft is. Well, we have some audio of him uh, speaking to one of his co-hosts of him being bailed out. I just want y'all to know we just bailed my out because we got to finish season three. So yeah, he just broke, he we got to finish season two, three, four, and five. So the bell was like, what, 1.2 million? No, it was like 1.4. 1.4, yeah, yeah. Bro. My boy got me out though, my brother. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? That's what we do. You know what I'm saying? We don't got to worry about Okay, exactly. You know, we had that sh- in the cash and the tuck. And the bell was set at 1.4 million? That's not true. You got to say it's not true. Listen, oh. I just did some research. And okay. by research, research, I mean Google. Uh, Google. Right? What is it? Grand theft is a specific intent crime, meaning that the person taking the property must have had the exact intent of depriving the victim of the property or stealing. That's clearly not grand theft if I give you a down payment. If I give you my watch that's worth 80000 
I clearly didn't have a, an exact uh, intent of depriving right. you know you of your property or stealing. Correct. That's not grand theft. That's what I think. But I'm not a lawyer. I think that would be civilly, I would think. But anyway. I'm not a lawyer or a police officer. Don't listen to us. Oh, yeah, you're right. Do you watch uh, Mass Singer? Uh, on Shade Room. Oh, that's that's it? You don't yeah, whenever the they announce the winner. Okay. They, so on, online, yes, I do. Well, Tiana Taylor is the winner. I saw that. Let's play. It feels so good to win this. And it's crazy because I was so passionate from day one. And I think it's because of my journey in music and me being skeptical and if I should come out of retirement to do it or not. But I was like, this would really be something where I can just sing without politics and judgment. I think that's why it was such an emotional journey for me. It was nothing that I looked at as just like funny games. I guess you can really say that the mass singer is technically my last bow. Honestly, after today, you never know. Mm, drop on the clues bonds with Tiana Taylor. There's nothing Tiana Taylor can't do. Okay, Tiana Taylor is extremely talented. Her and Amon, they like the they, they like the reality show killers, right? Because mm-hmm. Amon won Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, he won. Tiana won uh the Mass Singer. Mm-hmm. All right, drop on the clues bonds for the Shumper Taylors. Taylor Shumpers. Now, uh, Billy McFarlane, you remember him? No. That's the guy from uh, the Fire Festival. They call him the Fire Festival Frauder. Well, he got... Uh, That's the one second. that was giving Felicio for the water? Which one is that? It was Andy. Andy. No- that was Andy that was giving Felicio for the water. Yeah, he was... <laughs> what? How, Y'all don't I, remember that? I remember that, but how do you... like anyway? But That's the only thing I remember from the whole thing. I, I, I can see. I can see why. Billy McFarlane was the... They said he was the guy behind the Fire Festival, and he put it on, and he... Uh, was supposed to serve six years in prison, but he served less than four. So he was released uh, yesterday. Man, that was that long ago? He'd been locked mm-hmm. up that long? Now, uh, in part of his plea deal, he was supposed to serve six years. He was originally facing 20 years in prison, and he was uh, supposed to uh, reimburse $26 million. Did he? No. Well, he only, reserved, he only uh, did less than four years. When you say less than four, what do you mean? Like more than three? Yeah, less okay. than four is more than three. <laughs> yes, I don't know if you know this guy here. You know what I mean, no, man. I know. You're bright. <laughs> You're bright, boy. You're smart. Ah, <laughs> You know what I when mean, When you say less man. than four, does that mean more than three? Yeah, more than three. is like three and a half. Was it three and three quarters? This, like, you know. This guy Was here. it close to four? This guy here. Ooh, all right. Now, Martin Shrelly, you, m- you remember who that was? I do remember Martin. Martin was up here. He came to the breakfast club. That's right. He was the one that bought the uh, Wu-Tang album. Well, he's a free man now, too. He's been released from prison. Really? Yes. Uh, he was a pharmaceutical exec, and he was allegedly charging people overpriced for the pills that they would need for some of their uh, problems if they had. Now, I know he did more than four. Well, they, he's been transferred to a confinement place, and he was initially sentenced to seven years in prison mm-hmm. after being found guilty of three to eight. And uh, let me see how much time did he did. He didn't do all his time either. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. He didn't do his time. How about that? I end, I end up in all his documentaries. Really? Yeah. Whenever they do documentaries, they always use his uh, interviews from here on The Breakfast Club. Wow. Well, he got an early release, and now he has community confinement. He, he did at least he he did at least three. Yeah, he did at least three. I think maybe less than seven. four, but he did. <laughs> he did less than four. He might have did less than did, four, he but he did, did less more than, than seven. three. He definitely did less than seven, but yeah. more than three. He definitely did more than three. All right, we'll, we'll do some research. Yeah, we'll do some research. Meaning, let me Google his name. Yeah, Google his name. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Angela Yee, you back yet? What the hell is going on? What do you mean? He's actually in the halfway house too. That's what I said. Oh, you did? Yeah. He did less than seven. He did less than seven. <laughs> he did less than seven, more than three. Okay, yes, he was sentenced to seven years. He did like five. All right. 
Well, no, yeah, he's supposed to get out. He was supposed to get out this year anyway, in September. Yeah, you there? All right. Well, we got front page news next. What are we talking about, Taylor? <laughs> oh, this show is so trash. Oh man, this is one Jesus of the Christ. most amazing shows out there. We'll it's get it really together nuts. one day. Yeah, front page news Jesus next. Jesus Christ. We'll figure it out. And then Bobby Brown will be joining us next hour. Now, now we talking. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is Finding Me by Viola Davis. Here, the award-winning actress shares a story from growing up poor to becoming a show business trailblazer. Sign up for a free 30-day Audible trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front-page news. Now, last night, the Golden State Warriors beat the Mavericks 112-87. Tonight, the Boston Celtics take on the Miami Heat. Miami Heat, of course, lead that series 1-0. Yes, indeed. Now, the Buffalo Bills, some of the players of the Bills, they stopped by the uh, top store where the shooting occurred a couple of days ago, the mass shooting. And the Buffalo Bills uh, Foundation is donating by uh, helping by supporting and giving $200,000. The NFL Foundation will be matching that with an additional $200,000. So they're donating $400,000 in total. And who's that money going to? Uh, I guess uh, anybody affected by the situation, maybe the store as well. They were also giving groceries to surrounding areas, anybody you know in the area that couldn't get groceries at mm-hmm. the time because the grocery store is closed down. So they were doing all that yesterday. Uh, and now they were saying some Buffalo shooting survivors actually uh, had to hide in a milk cooler. They, When they heard the gunshots, they all jumped in coolers, just trying to hide, closing the coolers, trying to just be as quiet as possible. Hey, self-preservation. You know what I'm saying? You're going to do what you got to do to survive. Yeah, they said uh, all you heard was firing and shooting and firing, firing. They said people were just scattering, trying to get anywhere out of there. They said they were hiding in uh, uh, coolers. There was people was, uh, screaming, crying, yelling. Talking about there's a shooter in the store. They said people were yelling people to be quiet so the shooter couldn't find out where they were. They said that these people are going to be traumatized forever. Some of, of the, some of the people that this happened to said they couldn't even, uh, they're not even going back to a store. Uh, Lamont Thomas and his eight-year-old daughter, London, they were looking for cake mix uh, with their mother for their mother's birthday. And he said they heard gunshots. And he said the first thing he did was just throw his daughter into the milk cooler and just wanted her to be safe as possible. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I mean, listen, man, you know, PTSD, they're going to have that forever because it's just a, a, a mental health condition that's triggered by a terrifying event, whether you experienced it or witnessed it. And one of the things that's going to haunt all of them is the fact that you almost could have died. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's something that you're going to think about constantly for the rest of your life, along with watching all of those other people who got tragically murdered. And the craziest thing is, um, yesterday, my wife had to go to the grocery store. She was like, I'm going to the grocery store. I'll be right back. I was like, nah, I'll go. I just felt like, I, and I know I can't protect anything, and I can't say that if that happens, it happens, but I was just like, nah, you and the baby, I, I'll that's, go. That's a, that's just a, come on, that's, I'll go that, do it. That is PTSD. That's yeah. a form of PTSD. Like, you know, we, we all... You know, witnessed this tragic experience, and I hope you know. For I, I feel for all of y'all that watched it online. I didn't watch it online, but you know, whether you watched it or you just heard about it, yes, that is a feeling that you're going to have every time you hear a grocery store. Like something as simple as going to the grocery store, something as routine right. as going to the grocery store. You can't even just let your guard down when that when you go do that simple activity nowadays. Mm-hmm. Now, a married Pennsylvania high school choir director was arrested for a sexual relationship with a female student. After her husband alerted the authorities. Now, Olivia Ortiz is 27. She was taken into custody Monday with two counts of sexual activity with a 17-year-old student. Drop on the clues, mom, for that husband. When you see something, say something. 
Her husband, who did freelance work for the school's music department, said he's seen some messages on her iPad coming home from a recent trip to Florida, <laughs> and he told the principal they called the police, and she was arrested. Drop on a clues bond for that husband for doing the right thing. Okay. Oh, man. Now they said... Uh, Give me her name. She's knocking you today. today. Uh, now they also said that uh, the person that was in that position before her is facing similar charges for sexual misconduct with students. What? Yes. So the person that was the high school choir director before her is facing similar charges. They said that he allegedly had an infinity for uh, tickling the feet of co-eds. I don't even know what that means. Come here, let me show you. Come here. Come, I don't, here. I, Come I, here, let me show you. I don't know what that means. It was tickling the kid's feet. He liked it. It turned them on. That's what he's saying. Mm. They said the pair, uh, when he would do it, had a code word. And uh, when you said the code word. Hold on, word, so the, 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 the two choir directors were a tag team? Like no, they were doing no. this to the kids? Bef- before this, Olivia got the job, okay. there was another choir director that had, was facing similar charges for sexual misconduct. Yeah. So I don't know if it's something with choir directors or what. Just joking, choir directors. I'm not saying that you guys are. I wonder if the kids were complaining, but nobody was listening to them. I wonder if the kids had been complaining about this behavior from their choir directors, but nobody was listening to them. And it took the husband to blow the whistle. I'm sure it did. But what I'm, I'm wondering what, like, what the cold word could be for tickling your feet. I have no idea, sir. But keep in mind, these are kids that you are um, talking about here. I'm talking about you. Nope. Hmm. This is not the time. All right. Well, that is front page news. Read the room, sir. Now read the room. All right, now, when we come back, mm-hmm. Bobby Brown will be yes, joining he us. Is. Yes, We're going to kick it with Bobby Brown when we come back, and also we're going to get on the Bobby Brown mini-mix, so don't move. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, 
we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. To Breakfast Club, good morning. The Breakfast Club. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well... 
we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises, or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. 
Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. R&B legend. Oh, man. Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown is here. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Absolutely. Man, Bobby Brown. So Memorial Weekend, you have a special that's going to be airing. for Is it two nights? It's two nights. It's mm-hmm. the 30th and the 31st. And, you know, we think like Bobby Brown, You've you know, we read your book. Every little step. Every little step. Amazing book. Obviously, Thank we've you. seen the the series that was on BET also. And you're like, man, what more do we not know about Bobby Brown? But you really spilled it all. Yeah, I, I had to. In order to become better, you have to get everything out. Was this your idea? I want to say yes, but at the same time, they came to me and it was at a time that um, I had just lost my son. And... Um, I just felt I needed to do something to become uh, whole again. Oof, man, I'm not. I think about you often, man, because I don't know how you get up every morning, brother. <laughs> like, how difficult is it just to wake up? I actually wake up now instead of rolling over. Wow, the struggle is hard, but at the same time, they're with me, so I know that. Does it help or, or hurt with your? healing process to constantly have to relive and talk about these you know situations through books through documentaries through movies it's therapeutic it helps me get through the day mm-hmm. and i have many days to get through so All right. each day is a blessing yes, yes and it feels like alicia is a person that really helped you you say get back into the business get back to the music and mm-hmm. and give you some more energy too yes yes Definitely, my and wife. Today. Yeah, you said she put together this fresh ass <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got yeah. on. This is very fresh. You ain't buying it on the rack, by the way. You called it an ensemble. <laughs> <laughs> if the match, the sweatpants, the matching sweater, you ain't buying that off the rack, bro. I don't know where she got it from, but <laughs> she t- just told me to put it on. Um, yeah, Alicia is. Um, she's my rock. How hard was it for you to 
allow somebody to enter your life at that time because it can't be easy to trust people. That's true. All I had was trust in my heart. I had nothing else at the time that me and her got back together. It was um, at a point in my life where I was getting divorced and didn't know which way I was going to go with my music or, you know, my career. And she gave me the answer, do shows, you know, different things. And I went about that and, you know, ended up on the right side of the road. How do you keep positive energy, man? Because it seems like, you know, so many circumstances could easily make you bitter, you know? And, <laughs> and, and, but it seems like you still lead with love. How is, how is that God, possible? God, prayer, you know? Therapy. Therapy, lots of therapy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. When did you decide to start doing therapy? Probably over 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. I decided that, you know, I needed to talk to somebody, you know, in order to um, work out all the issues within myself. Yeah, I love therapy. I go I go once a week. I've been going once a week for like six, seven years now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if you ever get to a place of wholeness though. I think wholeness is within you already. You know? Being able to dish out all of the the dirt that's in you, you know, to somebody helps you get through the day. Mm-hmm. When you wrote every little step some years ago, when I read the book, I said it's gonna be a movie. <laughs> I knew it, it was going to be a movie, but now it's been a movie. It's been a documentary. Like, How does that feel for you that your life is able to play out in so many different ways? Things keep happening. It's it's unfortunate, but yeah. strange things keep happening to me. And, mm-hmm. and um, I keep having to relive what's in my past. But um, I'm dealing. Mm-hmm. How's your relationship with the rest of the guys? Now, I know y'all have gone through so oh, many things. God. But they did interviews for the, the docu-series special also. Uh-huh. So how's that? You know, it's always up and down. But you feel like you guys are in a better space now than you've ever been? Yeah, the camaraderie that we uh, go through now is totally different. We're grown-ass men, so there's no more fighting. <laughs> that would be terrible if nah, not. <laughs> to see us all fight is, is something different. So there's no more fighting. There's no more fussing. You know, we're able to sit down and, and, and conversate with each other and not have, you know, a problem with each other. You know, if there's a problem, we sit down and we talk about it. Right. You know, so there's no more fisticuffs. <laughs> when the last time y'all had a fist fight? <laughs> <laughs> last time we had a fist fight was probably on the uh, Home Again tour. Oh, that was years ago. Yeah. Who was the best fighter yeah. out of all of you, you think? Probably me. <laughs> Everyone's going to say that. <laughs> Everybody would say that. Me and Ronnie, probably. <laughs> we have the longer arms. Now, one thing you guys discuss um, in the documentary also is when you did the reality show, you and Whitney. Classic. And some people didn't think it was a good idea. For you, in retrospect, looking back at it, do you think that's something that if you could do it again, you would? Yeah. I I, I, I don't regret anything that I've done in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everything that I've done in my life uh, led me up to this point. You guys also talked about SNL spoofing it. Was that hurtful for you at that time? Yes, definitely. Definitely. It was um, hateful. Now, 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 being Bobby Brown, one of the greatest reality shows of all time, why didn't <laughs> it continue? I can say money issues. I could say, you know, me and Andy didn't get along. I can say a whole bunch of things. But um, I'll simply just say it ran its course. Yeah. I always said when it's the scene where you pulled doo-doo out of 
Oh your ex-wife's butt. I said, that's love. <laughs> I, said, I was a little boy. I'm like, that's love. I said, that is clearly what love is. And then, and pinky I'll, finger, pinky finger, <laughs> pinky finger. <laughs> but then you always hear like people say, you don't really know you in love until you like sick and then a person got to like wipe your butt or something. And so I right. always look at those, those two things like that's love. That's love. You, you go through that. If you can't express your love in different ways, and you're not loving a person. Yeah. Were you shocked that you found love again so much later in life? Not really shocked, but surprised. Mm-hmm. You know, surprised that somebody to love me for me and somebody that understands what I've been through in the past. And I'm thankful for that. Mm. Now, you also were surprised in this documentary. You talked about um, an instance where you ended up, your mom was brutalized. Mm-hmm. And you ended up having to go talk to a priest Mm. And he attempted to molest you. Yes. How did that affect your relationship with religion? I don't think it hurt my relationship with God. I just think it uh, made me distrust older people. So I never liked authority. I think that's how it affected me. This is why it's good to know people's stories. You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. sometimes people be projecting trauma and projecting things that have happened to them in their life and we just dismiss them and say oh he's crazy or he's rebellious yeah or, yeah he's a nut he's a nut yeah yeah, yeah. has bobby brown ever felt true peace uh i'm 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 living it i try to find peace every day true peace to me is being able to um understand what my life is all about mm-hmm. and what i'm here for you know i'm here to entertain mm-hmm. period are you are you in a constant state of grief mr brown no no, okay. not at all. All right, we got more with Bobby Brown. When we come back, let's get into a Bobby Brown mini mix. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Bobby Brown. Charlemagne. It's interesting that you said, you know, the, the SNL sketch, you know, offended you. Did a, did a lot of jokes from that time period offend you? Because, you, you know, they, they made you and Whitney a but a lot of, but a it lot was, of jokes. It was, the show, it was the show Mad, I believe. Mad, oh, Mad okay. TV. Yeah. Mad TV. Mm-hmm. They really offended me. Mm-hmm. I took a lot of this shit personal. But it was different back then. Y'all could run down on people. Yeah. With no cameras, no nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and me and Whitney would like that. Yeah. We would. <laughs> did you have to do that? Did you have to, you know, did you have to run down on any comedians or anything like that back then? No. No. <laughs> I won't go there. No. No, we didn't have to. <laughs> I'm not going to intimidate myself. <laughs> it wasn't like I didn't want to take Aerie Spears in corner somewhere. Yeah. You know. But they never, when they used to see y'all, I'm sure it was different in person. It is. It is. Yeah. You know, sketches are sketches. Comedy is comedy. And I think I realized that a long time ago that um, I can't take so personal that I want to cause somebody bodily harm. Well, you and Mike Tyson were really good friends. <laughs> Mike, Mike would beg to differ about that. <laughs> Do you still talk to Mike Tyson a lot? Yes. yes. How do you like seeing him in the space that he's in now with podcasting? I I, I love everything about that brother. Um, he is just the most positive person that I've been able to know for a long period of time. I want to hear you on Mike Tyson's podcast. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Just because, you know, I, the journey that y'all both have been on, you know, the healing journey, the spiritual aspect of it. I just want to see what... I know what got Mike to his point. I want to hear y'all have that conversation together. I think that could be that, that, could that be should powerful. be coming up really soon. And oh, you so know much it? history, yeah. yes. Right. And I'm sure there's some stories you probably don't even remember that he remembers. Oh, he remembers versa. everything. 
<laughs> everything. That's the strange thing about Mike. He just remembers everything. Everything. <laughs> when, 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 you, when you were declared the King R&B back in the day by, by your late wife, did that put added pressure on you? No, I, I, I really never paid attention to, to the label, mm-hmm. King of R&B. I mean, I've called myself the king of stage many times, but that was just due. I still don't think anybody can f- with me on stage. Mm-hmm. When you first started with the documentary, you guys started off talking about an incident that happened in Oakland. That kind of, Was it in Oakland? Yes. Where that was kind of the um, final story. Do you feel like you remember things differently than the guys remember it when you recall what happened back then? No. <laughs> no. So what, I remember what I remember it perfectly clear. So what exactly happened on that stage? Well, they, they cut me off when I was singing my part. <laughs> and I had very few parts. That was like God's plan, though, because that's what really made you decide I to, go, to go, solo. go solo. Yes. So when you look back, you're like, there's a reason. Behind the madness. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but even in hindsight, what, what accountability do you take? I take all accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know that I was um, doing things out of the ordinary that a new edition member should do. It was because I wanted to go solo. Do you think it was kind of maybe self-destruction a little bit? Probably. Self-sabotage? Yeah. Well, your plan worked. It worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> does, does Bobby Brown feel like he got everything he wanted out of the game? Uh, not yet. Really? Not yet. I'm still working on me. God is still working on me. So, you know, he had to get new tools, but he's still working. What, so what do you ultimately want? I mean, it feels like as an artist, there's not too many people who've had the success you've had group-wise and as a solo artist. Like, what more could Bobby Brown want out of the music industry? I'm an entertainer, so I want to do more movies. I want to do uh, a lot more writing as mm-hmm. far as scripts are concerned. I just want to plant my feet in the Hollywood entertainment world Mm -hmm. as far as acting is concerned. True. So once I do that, then, you know, my mission will be complete. You also got a street named after you? Two. Two streets. Two streets. One in Boston and one in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, that's dope. That's a great feeling to be like, what street you live on? (laughs) Bobby Bobby Brown. Brown. (laughs) (laughs) How much has the neighborhood changed as far as racism? Because I know growing up in Roxbury, you guys have talked about how racist it was there. You think things are a lot better, or you think no? I don't live there anymore, and I don't live with racism. I know it's a part of this world. I just choose not to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you you ignore a problem, don't mean it's gonna go away though. Right, but I'm not the fixer. Yeah, I don't think. To be honest with you, I don't think there's a cure for it. I don't either. How much did it affect you as a young black man coming up in this business too? I don't, I don't, I don't really feel that it played a part in me not getting a role or me not selling thirty million albums. I think it plays a part behind closed doors. People will talk. They're not going to say it to my face. As long as you don't say it to my face, I'm cool with it. I also feel like they try to paint you as this bad boy of R&B but rock stars were doing all these things and that's oh, just man. rock star behavior that's just normal for them I don't tear up hotels I don't crash cars you know limos and shit like that um, you've left some cars stranded on the side yeah of the I have. <laughs> <laughs> it was intact <laughs> they were intact <laughs> always well you know it's interesting you said the thing about the 30 million records because I think I look at like new kids on the block right uh, they had the same management as y'all 
They had the same producer. Producer. Yes. And they were New Edition clones. They were the white New Edition. Right. But they sold millions and millions of records. Like, that race had to have something to do with that. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. But there were there were probably more people that could afford records on their side of the tracks than <laughs> on our side of the tracks. Well, I'm excited for us to all watch this as a family together. Yeah. Over Uh-oh. Memorial Weekend. It's a two-night event, Monday, May 30th, and Tuesday, May 31st at 8 p.m. on A&E. Yes. I, I do, I do and wanna... then the series I comes see. on the 31st right after the documentary. And it's a 12-part series? 12-part series. I do want to ask about uh, Don't Be Cruel. When you recorded that album, in your mind, did you know this was going to be one of them ones? When I recorded Prerogative, mm. I knew it was going to be a hit. Me, Aaron Hall, and Teddy Riley. It was just a perfect song mm-hmm. to me. Is it still your prerogative now? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Be Cruel. Didn't Elvis Presley have a song? Don't Be Cruel. Was that where you got the title from, or was it a coincidence? It was a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I've, I'm a big Elvis fan. That's so random. Yeah, I've never heard that. I've never heard a black person say they're a big Elvis fan. <laughs> I'm a big Elvis fan. Really? How did I got, that happen? You I got a collection of Elvis sh- that you wouldn't believe. I don't think I ever heard an Elvis Presley song. I've heard Blue Suede Shoes, but you know how they always say Jay-Z has the most number one albums more than Elvis. I've never heard any of those albums. I think I heard Blue Suede Shoes. That's about it. You never heard Don't Be Cruel Too Hard. Too Hard, that's true. <laughs> I know Don't Be Cruel because I would never be that cruel to <laughs> That's the real one. <laughs> that's the real one, right? <laughs> that's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what does Bobby Brown do to heal? Um, like, what are some of the practices? I pray. I pray a lot, man. I pray a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my go-to. You know, talk to God. Mm. It's working. Thank you. Yeah, definitely, man. Bobby Brown, good to see you, my brother. Good to be seen, man. Good Thank to see you. you in good spirits. Oh, you yeah. You know, like you, I, I'm telling you, I think about you often. I'm like, I, that that brother's probably dealing with things that we don't even know nothing about, a level of grief that I wouldn't want to feel. Thank you. I appreciate that. But it's always a pleasure to run into you. Even I saw you at the National Museum of African yes, American yes, Music. Yes, I remember. I'm always like, oh, Bobby Brown's here. It's always like seeing That's him. wild. You're yeah. in the National Museum of African American Music and Bobby is like a living exhibit. Oh, an event. Oh, yeah, I thought you ran into him. Oh, <laughs> but it's always like you see Michael Jackson when you see Bobby Brown. Absolutely. Like, oh, Bobby thank Brown. you. Absolutely. Like when he says, hey, how you doing? I'm always like, I can't believe Bobby Brown knows who I am. Who doesn't? <laughs> well, make sure y'all watch Monday, May 30th and Tuesday, May 31st, the biography Bobby Brown and the new series Bobby Brown, Every Little Step on A&E. Good to see you, brother. Good to be seen again. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Shout out to Bobby Brown for joining Man, us. I missed that interview. Salute to that brother, Bobby Brown, man. If you've never read Bobby Brown's book, Every Little Step, you need to. Um, and, you know, he has his documentary coming out uh, on A&E. But Bobby's had a life, bro. Yeah, he has. He's had a life. One of my favorite artists when it comes to just Come everything, on, performing and singing from New Edition to his solo career. You you, it's, you just got to love Bobby Brown. You'd be hard-pressed uh, trying to tell some of these kids how big Bobby Brown was. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a legend. I don't even want to say was. He's still Bobby Brown. Yes. Yes. Drop on the clues bombs for Bobby Brown. And when you live the kind of life that turns into books and documentaries and movies and everything else, you've had a you've had a journey. Absolutely. Yeah, and he's definitely had a journey. And if you get a chance, young or old, definitely go check him out on, on tour this, this summer. New edition. New edition tour, yeah. They still on tour? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know they do in Essence. Uh, 
my daughter, she and my son, they they love new edition songs. They know every song, you know, because we played all over through the, through the crib. But I'm gonna take them this summer to a concert. Okay. Shout out to Mike Biv too. I know Mike Biv listens every morning, and shout out to everybody listens every morning. Bobby too. All right. Okay. And listen, I want to salute uh, the Hollywood Reporter too, man. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter, their New York issue um, came out this week, and they named me uh, one of the 35 most powerful people in New York media for 2022. So uh, salute to the Hollywood Reporter. Drop on the clues box for the Hollywood Reporter. I appreciate it. Gratitude is always my attitude. We thank God for it all. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, let's get to the rumors. Where you want to go? You want to go breakups or you want to go... I mean, I don't think you know what you're doing anyway, so it doesn't matter where we go. But I will follow you in whatever direction you go. Okay? I'll walk with you. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll... Do you have an idea of where you want yeah, to take yeah. it? Yeah, We'll do vibrators in the butt when we come back, so don't move. It's the Breakfast <laughs> yeah. Club. Good morning. What? I don't, first of all, first, of all, first of all, first of all, you walk with first me? of all, he means that he has a story and rumor report I'm about just... vibrators in the butt. I'm just right? teasing. Huh? I'm just teasing. I'm just saying. I don't want nobody to think that they're going to turn tune back into the radio and hear us going at it. All right? <laughs> that's the way you made it sound. You made it sound like they're no, going to hear some, That's, that's, that's how you, you made it sound. No, that's what you heard. Okay, I'm not for that type of entertainment. I just sir. do the rumors that they right? give me. All right. This guy. Keep following me. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk. Uh, Vibrator stuck in the butt. Man, what? what's up, man? <laughs> this guy, man. Rumor report, rumor report. Sky, this man. This is the rumor report. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. This guy, man. I'm telling you, I'm about to bring this uh, law in this room called the Don't Play Gay Bill. What are you talking about? I'm you doing stories. It. Stop it. Now, a TikTok star, Pleasure, turned into real pain in the butt, literally. She says she got her sex toy stuck up there and had to get it sexually or surgically Removed. Oh, it was a woman. Yes. Uh, what did you want? Uh, <laughs> what did you? Think? Uh, yeah, you teased me for no damn reason. I thought you were about to tell me something. Uh, yeah. That a woman who goes by the handle at uh, Soph Zalos. Uh, she said that uh, she was uh, playing with her, her, her three inch toy and she couldn't get it out and she had to go to the hospital and they had to have care. surgery to have it removed. Remember when they had the story that you used to do that and it was a nine inch um, dildo that got stuck in your butt? See, that's a story. That's something you give to the people for rumors. What you just said, that's nothing. Okay. What, that happens every day, B? Yeah, a woman in a sex toy. Yeah, that's uh, okay. But a guy? I just want to tell you, yesterday I was at a sneaker store. And let's guy, go. Let's and go. And tell the story. Now guy you're came talking. up to me and he was like, yo, the, the, the gay jokes that you and Charlemagne be doing, like the fact that I really feel like y'all love each other, me and my boys be doing the same thing, son. Okay. He said, the other day my man had a hot dog and I was like, hey, yo, not the glizzy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. So we are affecting a lot of people out there. No, I, I, I told you what happened to me when I was in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. The dude walked by the dude say, yo, Charlemagne, you giving sexy, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> you giving sexy, my boy. What did you say back? I don't know what to say. I no, no, because he said, he said, word to my dad, you giving sexy, my boy. So I turned to my master. Did he say word to my dad? He was like, nah, word to my dad. I was like, okay. I don't I thought it was a threat. You didn't respond? No. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it looks like the Migos are breaking up. Word to my dad? I don't I don't know if this is true. They're saying that uh, Quavo released a, a new song with uh, Takeoff and the fact that now Cardi B and Offset unfollowed them means that they're breaking up. Sounds like, I don't know, but they said that they're not following each other anymore. And that how, could how, be how, possibly how, that they're breaking up. How do people know when people unfollow each other? Like, how do you see that? Like, who is the unfollow police that uh, 
investigates these type of things? I have no idea. But now you know how social media is. If you unfollow somebody, you're really not messing with them anymore. And that's what people are saying. Maybe I just don't like them on social media. I have a lot of friends in real life that I don't follow on social media. I don't like what they post. <laughs> like, yeah, but if you're in the same group, you follow them, right? Maybe not. Not if you don't like what they post. Well, you... F- nope. You know what? Not playing that with y'all in here today. Now, also... uh Mac Main settles a dispute with uh, Lil Wayne and Mark Cuban. You know, they got on the phone. Things got a little uh, snippy yesterday. Uh, Mark Cuban, he said to Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban, don't make me get you smack, boy. You playing with me? I will piss in your effing mouth, ho. Well, Mac Main says Who he got... just going to let you pee in their mouth? Mac Main said they got him on the phone and they worked everything out and everything is officially okay now. What was the problem? Because Mark Cuban tweeted out, uh, he tweeted. I know, I saw the tweet that Mark Cuban tweeted. Uh, out. He said it's an ish show. I'll put you in the front row, and then Little Wayne was like, "Mark Cuban, don't play with me. You gonna get smacked, boy." Well, and... Little Wayne did tweet that Luca was a hoe. He did. Yes. Yeah. So he so, actually I mean, started it. Cuban sticking up for his guy. Yeah. So, but they squashed it out. Hopefully, it was all nothing. Uh, young Miami, she was uh, doing an interview and she talks about her responding to Diddy's ex. We have the audio. Why do you decide to even draw attention? Because bitches want attention. You know how a person just keep poking you? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what's up, bitch? Yeah, I see you. <laughs> Relax. Why even latch you. on? She ain't nobody to play with, so if she want to say something, she can say something. It's like, she, the bitch gonna be forgotten tomorrow. She gonna still be on Miami, you know? Mm. Yeah, it's just be like, after a while, it's just like, girl, okay, relax. It's, it's, it's just doing too much, so. And then when people start to make music, and you say, I need my 20%. I need my 20%, because if that nigga couldn't get you, get you there, you had to use my face, baby, pay me. Yeah. Period. <laughs> Goodness First of all, I to my guy, Speedy. Uh, Speedy. That was Speedy, Complex. Yeah, that was Speedy and Complex. I mm-hmm. love the city, girl. Drop on the clues bond for the city, girl. Even though I don't want no violence ever, there's a part of me that just want to see JT and Young Miami jump somebody. I know that'll be entertaining. Well, we don't want to see that. Well, hopefully. I do, kind of, but I don't. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I don't, but I do, kind of. Well, hopefully. Just because they have each other back. See how they have each other back? You see Young Miami talking, and then JT jumps in, and she's like, nah, because, you know, she's still Young Miami, whatever. Like, they really be having each other back, man, in well, a real way. What happened to I'm sending them healing energy? I didn't, I'm not, I am, there's nobody, they didn't, it's, it's hypothetical. I didn't say I want to see, it's like wrestling. I would like to see that tag team in a ring fighting for a championship. That's what I'm saying. Salute to JT and Young Miami. Love oh, them. All right. Well, that is your rumor Can report. you imagine that? They jump somebody and Saucy Santana run down and help too? <laughs> y'all, see, y'all don't, y'all, y'all gotta use your imagination here. No. That would be entertaining. You gotta tag in little Uzi Vert too. Whoa! Now, whoa! Now we're talking about the sassiest of savages. You <laughs> yes, hear me? Right. Drop one of Cool's bomb. That's a that's a squad. No Uzi, Softy Santana, and the City Girls. Don't nobody want no smoke with that. One. Nope. Nobody want no smoke with that team. Mm-mm-mm. That's a team. That's a team. That's a team. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. I think. I guess. Maybe. I think we finished. All right. Now you got Donkey today. Who you giving your Donkey to? Four after the hour, man. Uh, I don't believe in uh, beating kids. I don't believe in beating children. But um. This is this is this is the reason. <laughs> we'll talk about it when we come back. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is Finding Tamika from Kevin Hart, myself, Charlemagne the God, and Queen Erica Alexander and Color Farm Media. This series focuses on missing black women and the system that ignores them. Sign up for a free 30-day audible trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. WWPR. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot... 
and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. FMHD1 New York. And our heart radio station. 
Don't be out here acting like a donkey. Hee-haw, bitch. Hee-haw. It's time for Donkey of the Day. I'm a big boy. I can take it. If he feel I deserve it, ain't no big deal. I know Charlamagne guy gonna have some funny shit to say out of his mouth. Just because I say something you may not agree with doesn't mean I'm mean. Who's getting that donkey? That donkey. That donk, 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 donk. Donkey of the Day right there. <laughs> the, the Breakfast Club, bitches. You can call me the Donkey of the Day, but like... I mean no harm. Yes, donkey today for Thursday, May 19th goes to a 15-year-old Ohio boy who has not been named because he's 15. Okay, uh, let's talk about the struggle of putting your kids to bed. Parents, how much of a struggle is bedtime? Okay, I have young kids, uh, 6, 3, and 7 months, so of course they don't be wanting to go to sleep. But my 13-year-old, when it's time for her to go to bed, it's never a problem. Envy, you got 17 kids. You are contributing to the formula shortage in this country. Uh, you, Nick Cannon, and Kiki Wyatt. But have you ever had a problem with any of your teenage kids wanting to go to sleep? Teenage kids? Yeah, your teenage kids. Like, meaning you told one of your teenage kids to go to bed, and, you know, they didn't listen. No. That, that me neither. The, the, the 13-year-old has no problem going to sleep. Mm-mm. But in this situation, with this 15-year-old kid in Ohio, him and his dad got into an argument over bedtime i guess dad wanted him to go to sleep and the 15 year old said no he wasn't having it Woo! disrespecting your parents at 15 is choosing violence okay especially when you're a 15 year old son disrespecting your father that is choosing violence all right parents we know that feeling too you want to tell the little boy take your ass to sleep okay so me and your mom can do nasty things that caused you to be here and the little boy not listening well that's usually when pops chooses violence okay i would have got slapped in the face all right. I'd have got backhanded in the mouth or hit with, you know, whatever my mama or daddy could have gotten their hands on. Some of y'all never been beat with an extension cord and then had to go take a bath afterwards. And it shows. OK, well, in this situation, the parent, the parent wasn't the one who chose violence. It was the 15 year old. What? What do you mean the 15 year old chose violence? Exactly. Let's go to Fox 19 for the report, please. An argument between a father and son ends with the father being shot. Lord, Police were called to a home on Holgate Drive in Forest Park just after midnight. They found 45-year-old Damon Robinson shot in the abdomen. A caller to 911 said Robinson was shot by his 14-year-old son. Several others in the home hid in a bedroom until medics arrived. Robinson's injury is not believed to be life-threatening. It is not clear if the teen is in custody. This young man has been charged with shooting his father because his daddy told him to go to bed and he didn't want to. Now, there is good reasons to shoot your father, but this isn't one of them, okay? Mm. Don't look at me like that. There's reasons. Father could be abusive, okay? Could be a form of self-defense. Okay. Father could be abusing the mom, sister. I mean, there are reasons that are valid and make sense, but this isn't one of them, okay? You can't even tell your kids go to bed without getting shot nowadays. First of all, who are these 15-year-old kids that argue with their parents? Okay, I didn't have those kind of balls when I was 15. Argue with the parents? That's some new stuff. And the reason it's new was because there used to be a time when the parents chose violence. Okay, you're not arguing with someone who you know will go upside your head. But I guess if you're the kid and, you know, you're the one bringing the violence, you're going to talk back. All right, I'm not going to lie. I don't believe in beating my kids. Okay, I would rather talk to my kids, you know. But, man, it probably would have served this 15-year-old well to have had to go pick a switch a couple times in his life. Okay, I know you can't put hands on kids nowadays because they will say it's abuse and all types of other things. But when a father says, and I quote, this is what the father said, he can't stay with me, your honor. (laughs) It's pretty much self-explanatory to see where I'm at. And you know where he was? In a hospital room with medical equipment surrounding him, where he's still recovering from the shooting. Okay, the father said, I feel like these little problems been popping up. And I feel like it's a slap on the wrist to let him out right now. Totally understand that uh, my father did the same to me when I was getting in a lot of trouble. 
And, you know, I went to jail. He let me sit there for a while to get my mind right. But you know why those little problems keep popping up? Because that little boy thinks you one of his little friends. And when the kids think you one of their little friends, things like this happen. Okay, that's why your parents have to constantly remind you, I'm not one of your little friends. Okay, now the judge said there's only one way she would consider releasing the teen, and that is if there's a plan with a place, uh, if there's a plan for, for, for him to have a place to stay. Okay, when he gets out. But the daddy said he can't stay in my house. And can you blame him? All right. The kid shot his daddy in the stomach. All right. His attorney wanted the teen to turn over to whichever guardian is able to take him to date. You know how bad you got to be for them to say, we don't care what guardian is available to take him to date. Just take him. <sighs> I promise. As you get older, you start to see who was raised properly. And so many people lack basic respect. Okay, the Bible says cursed is the one who disrespects his father and mother. Cursed is what the book of Deuteronomy says you will be if you disrespect your father and mother. That's just disrespect. I don't know what happens if you shoot your parents. Please give this 15-year-old uh, kid in Ohio the biggest hee-haw. Hey, man, your parents may not be perfect, but they're the most precious gift God has given you. All right. right. And if they're giving you a place to stay and all he asks you to do is go to bed at 15 years old and your response is to shoot them. I don't know how you repair that one, bro. Mm -mm, can't. May, I, I just don't. I mean, I know you have unconditional love for the kids, but man. Nope. Ugh. Gotta get out. Pete, I already got PTSD. I already got trust issues. And now my kid just shot me in the stomach because I told him to go to bed. Good luck. At 15? Mm -mm. Young man? Mm -mm. Might have to figure it out on your own, brother. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's enough therapy in the world to fix that one. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm -hmm. Now, let's open up the phone lines. Usually we do ask E, but we couldn't get it connected today. She's out in Atlanta. So we've seen this uh, story on oh, this is a good TikTok. One. All right? This is a good one. Now, a 25-year-old, uh, she's being talked about on TikTok like crazy, is trending because she said that people can't survive on less than $10,000 a month. Yeah, I saw, actually, I, I got wind of this because I was looking at World Star's Instagram, Salute to World Star, and I saw DC Young Fly post that $100,000 a year is definitely good money. Almost $8,750 a month. Don't you listen to a mother effer who depend on somebody else to have money to tell you what it is and what ain't. Now, she's an aspiring musician. She's, uh, I guess she makes uh, less than 10000 a month. She's saying 117000 annually is not a lot of money. And she lives in Arizona. She lives in Arizona. Let's hear it order. This is $117,000 a year is $10,000 a month. It's not that I live a lavish lifestyle. It's that I live an adult life. I'm 25 years old. I'm 25 years old. There's You cannot survive on $10,000 a month. I can't. I can't. She's clearly living above her means. Let's talk about it. What's the, what's the question? What are we asking? Can you live off $117,000 annually? Is $10,000 a month not enough to survive on? I would love to hear people that say, no, they can't. I just want to hear from people, period. I want to hear what I mean, they think let's, about let's what be she said. As a kid growing up, my mom and dad, I don't even think they made over $100,000 as a kid growing up. And we lived in a, a, a nice house. I went to a nice school. But well, that, people can say that was a long time ago. That was the late 1900s. Okay. Okay. That's that's a totally different time. Late 1900s is a totally different time. Inflation, things cost a lot more now. So I don't even want to do that. Okay. Because I could easily say, hey, my mom, the most she ever made was $30,000 a year in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, raising four or five of us. You know what I mean? So like that, but that's that's the 1900s. But totally different time. But teachers make how much now? About forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 now? That is true. Right? Uh, and if you're, let's say, let's say you work for, you know, sanitation starting out, or if you're a police officer starting out, you make about 50, 60 a grand. That's less than 117000 if you're married. And and I know teachers that own a house. Hey, man. 
You listen, but let's talk about it. Yeah, 800-585-1051. All right? We'll take your calls when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we usually do Ask Yee here, but we couldn't get her connected. She's in Atlanta. So we're talking about this 25-year-old TikToker. Uh, she's known as Liv B. She's from Arizona. She said that she can't survive on less than 10000 a month and claiming that 117000 annually is not enough money. She bugging. All right, she says she has to spend 2000 on rent and that she eats 2000 worth of food a month uh, and a host of other things and that she can't afford it. Uh, I say that's bull crap. I, th- I think that's bull crap. I, d- I don't think uh, I don't think a lot of people make over $100,000 a year. Bro, only 30... 30- I, I, I just I did some research, and by research I mean Google. Only thirty point seven percent of the country makes more than a hundred thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Thirty point seven percent of the country makes more than a hundred thousand dollars. That she sounds crazy. So that's not a lot of people. You know, I think the thing here is um is a hundred thousand dollars a year, ten thousand dollars uh I guess I don't know how how much a month. Ten thousand dollars a month. You make ten thousand dollars a year. It's twelve months. It's one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. Okay. Minus taxes is probably around seventy. Bring between seventy seventy five thousand a year. That is. Yes, that's more than enough to live, okay? And, and all of this location matters. This we know, but it's also just about how you choose to live. Folks got to act their wage. Correct. Okay, could I live off $100,000 a year? Yes. Not only could I, I've done it before. Hell, when I worked with Wendy Williams, Sleuth Wendy Williams, I made seventy grand a year, okay, here in New York City, in Jersey. When I had my own morning show in Philadelphia, I made 75000 a year. When I was doing radio in Columbia, South Carolina, I was making like $6 an hour. Getting 40 hours a week. Here's the problem with this young lady. Everything you said about her expenses. You said she spends $22,000 on rent. Mm -hmm. And she eats at least $2,000 worth of food a month. And I read that she likes to travel. Well, guess what? Cut your food expenses. Maybe you shouldn't eat out as much. Maybe you should start buying groceries. Even though groceries are expensive, maybe you should start buying groceries and cooking at the house. Correct. Maybe you don't need to travel as much. And if you do travel, maybe you don't need to travel to these places that you travel in. Find some places that you can afford to go. Instead of $2,000 in rent, maybe find a place that's $1,500 a month. You know what I'm saying? Well, I will say this. When I first started working at Power 105, my salary was $66,000 a year. I, I got mm. paid the after minimum. And um, I still survived. I, I, I lived in New Jersey. Uh, I made it work. We made it work. And my wife didn't work. And we had two kids. Right I did make it work. Um, but let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? This is Shay. Hey, Shay. Talk to us, Shay. Okay, now she is crazy, okay? Because I make a little bit over 4000 a month. I got six kids, and we be at Target every day. Ow. I got rent, car note, insurance, all that. And we still make it. And you said you got six kids. You make a, you make less than 5000 So what's that, about 50000 a year, and you make it work? And we make it work, and we balling. Where you, where you at? Where you at? What's the location? I'm in Detroit. Detroit, okay. Detroit. Okay. okay. All right. Thank oh, you, Mama. I don't, I don't know what she's doing either, man. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, uh, Chan Man. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Envy? What's up, Charlamagne? Peace, I heard King. that uh, Angela wasn't there, so, but hello to her as well. What's your thoughts, brother? But yeah, I was just answering the question Is it easy or can you live off 100000 a year? Yeah. And I agree with the young lady. I'm not trying to be greedy or anything, but I agree with her. I'm sorry. 100 k is like, it's not getting it done. Where you where, where, where you where you calling from? I'm calling from Maryland. Maryland. So you don't think you could live off a hundred thousand dollars a year in Maryland? Tell me what tell me what, what what you think you'd be missing. Uh, well, you got the bare basics. I mean, you still need a roommate. You you got a car. You got a Metro card. 
you got your your spot, you got food, but I mean, like, you can't get your bottle of 1738. You can't, what? you know what I'm saying, get you a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> what? Like, well, what's first of all, maybe you what? shouldn't drink 1738. Maybe you need to get you some VSOP. Maybe get you some Remy VSOP yeah. instead of getting 1738. You ever thought about that? You know, it's just you're, you're like, you're, you're like, you're like, my paycheck just came in. It's going to be gone by 5 p.m. tonight. Well, you know see, like, but this the thing is, is, is how are you living right now? I'm looking in Maryland right now. It says the median home, median home value is about four hundred thousand. You don't even got to look at home. What's the rent? What's the rent? What's the rent? Yeah, no, what's, that's about yeah. That's what's, uh, what's your rent? It's about twenty one, twenty two. Okay, and how much you bring home a month? Uh, monthly. It, it, I mean, goodness, like, now I'm <laughs> like, I'm not comfortable talking about it on the radio. But nobody knows. Nobody you. knows you, bro. Nobody knows like, you God damn. Like, how much you? How much I, you make a month? Uh, I, I I probably bring home about. Five, about five, six a month. Okay, $6,000. Let's say month, 2100 Do the math, Cindy. Six, so that's $6,000. So after taxes, you make $6,000 a month, right? Yeah. So okay. It's 2100 $2,100 for rent. So now you got 4000 and some change left. What you doing with that 4000 and some change? All right, What's real, 39? Quick, real Go quick. Ahead. We got real quick. I've had a conversation with my wife about having another child. She's like, we can't afford another child. Daycare is 500 a week. Right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So that's two thousand. So like, now yeah, you got no. now you're down to two thousand a month minus your car and bills. So now you got about a thousand dollars a month. Right? What would you need to live comfortably, sir? What do you think you need would need to live? And I and I don't mean like extravagant balling. I'm talking I'm just living comfortably. Your uh, bills are paid, rent paid. Comfortably? All right. Well, comfortably, yes. I can see you doing that on a hundred. Comfortably if you don't have like if you don't like to go out with your and socialize with your buddies. And a hundred K probably can get that done. But I agree with the young lady 20, that she's 25 years old. Uh, right now I'm 35, and I say this this hundred ain't kicking it like as much as everybody says six figures will be my goal. Six figures will be the goal, and I don't agree that more money solves problems. But I just don't feel like you know what I'm saying like sometimes I don't even be having the gas to put in my car to get to work. Mm, I understand like, that. I pay the car insurance. I pay the car note, and they'd be like, "Man, how you going to get to work?" I'd be like, "Man." Crap, I got like $5 in the account. Go ahead, put I understand that. In there, get to work. I, I respect your situation yeah. more than that young lady's, though, yeah, because absolutely. that young lady, you, you got a family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got a family. You got t- kids to take care of. And how much, I understand do, you, how that. much do you drink got, a day, got, bro? How much do you drink two. a day? I got, what do you say? How much do you drink a day? How much? Oh man, you sound like you sound like a Charlemagne therapist. You sound like my therapist. Now I'm just asking. Right. You said, first, <laughs> nah, the first, when, we, when we talked about bills, the first thing that came out your mouth was was a bottle of. You need that seventeen thirty eight. I get it. You heard the man say his check gonna be gone today. But I want to drink too. The first thing that came out his mouth, he didn't oh. say rent. He didn't say car. The first thing that came out his mouth was I got buy my. Liquor. I get it. I, 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 your situation is different. Hey. I understand you, sir. You got two kids. You got a family. Your situation is different. I get it. All right. 800-585-1051. Can you live off of $10,000 a month? Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. For the lack of time, I get round my... I know it now. I like it. I like it. I like it. Call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're asking, can you live off of $100,000 a month? All right? I mean, oh, sorry, no, boy. I'm sorry. If you huh? tell me you can't live off $100,000 a month, I'm calling somebody to have you arrested. $10,000 a month or $100,000 a year. That's what we're asking. What's your name? Hi, my name is Aisha. Hey, Aisha, can you live off of uh, $10,000 a month? I've managed to do it for most of my life. Talk to us. And you got six kids, okay. right? I'm a mother of six. I'm 47. So I have six children. And you made it happen. 
I made it happen with them because I'm creative in my space. I know I don't I need to leave, I don't need to leave my material things don't make me happy, don't make my children happy. Having family and doing family things that happy and being involved in the community. And That's real. Cool. Okay. That's real. Yeah, I bought my first house when I was twenty six years old. It was only forty five nine. So even buying a house for under two hundred fifty is definitely a reality in the world. Well not post pandemic, but prior to the pandemic, it is a reality. No, you're right. Hello, who's this? This is Jay and Indy. Jay, what's up, man? Can you can you live off of uh less than ten thousand dollars a month, bro? I believe I can. I got five kids, I own four houses, and I'm spending eight hundred nine eight thousand nine hundred and three dollars and forty four cents a month. How do you do that? Owning four homes? I, I have no mortgage. I have mortgage on one home. Okay. That's great. How was you able to pay them all off? That's what people would say. Actually, if you double your payments, Whatever your payment is, and you double it, six months out of the year, you have your house paid off in, in, in 10 to 15 years instead of 30. Okay. I don't want to talk to you. You got money. I don't want to talk to the people that's trying to figure it out. Okay? I don't want to talk to this person that owns four houses. Well, what's the moral of the story, man? The moral of the story for me is, man, just simply act your wage. You know what I'm saying? And remember, comparison is the thief of joy. A lot of times we look at whatever everybody else is doing, especially with this social media stuff, and we say we should be living like that. But the reality is they're not even living like that. So can you live comfortably off $100,000 a year? Yes, as long as you're not living beyond your means. That young lady is 25 years old. 25 years old, living in Arizona, and she's making $117,000 a year. If she can't, you know, live off that, then she just needs to figure out how to budget her money better. All right. It's really that simple. I agree with you. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the we rumors. Here. Let's talk DC Young Fly. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, DC Young Fly, his car was broken into yesterday and the brother was upset. Yeah, he was uh, very upset. You know, that's big now. Stealing cars, breaking into cars. It's it's the thing right now. And a lot of people are getting, especially in Atlanta, they, they break into the cars because they feel like maybe somebody left their gun in the car. I feel like this has happened to DC a, a couple times before. Though. I definitely remember one time. Or maybe it was something else. But I thought it was somebody broke in his car. Mm-hmm. Well, he talks about it, and he's pretty upset about it. Y'all d- are the worst robbers in America. Who taught y'all <laughs> how to break a car? Y'all break my window. Don't take nothing, because I ain't got nothing in my car. That's why I don't keep s*** in my car, because y'all n- still p- stop it, 2022. Then you leave money. The little chump chain that I had, the gas money that I had in there, the little $40. You left the $40. But y'all was looking for guns? Bitch, the gun on me. And I ain't like calling the police. I'ma check that motherfucking camera. Y'all better be glad I ain't come outside. Cause boy, I woulda whooped your ass and made them call their daddy. And then when your daddy get here, I woulda whooped his ass for reason. For why you let your son out here did late at night doing this stupid ass. Dropping the clues bombs for my guy DC. But that was at his place of residence. That's what it seems like. Yeah, it seemed like that oh, was at his place of residence, right? Yeah. Yeah. I get him though. And I'm sure they went into the car because they knew it was DC's car. They probably was looking for Thinking something. Thinking D.C. going to have, have something, something in there. Absolutely. Yeah, now, D.C. I'm glad that, you know, that situation only ended in a break window and whatever they correct. took. If they took anything. Yep. Now, Tension, his uh, mother is releasing a documentary and it's a trailer. It's on Hulu. Uh, she actually reached out to me and you, Charlamagne. She wanted us to see it uh, about a month ago, a couple of months ago. Shout out to Ruggs, but uh, we couldn't see it. But uh, here's the trailer to it. Hey. 
You know how you got that little voice in your head and it be like, yo, don't do that. I don't think he had that. Y'all not I'm successful? Suck my The thing about his fame started with this horrific alleged crime. There was a lot of jealousy. I could hear them fighting. Somebody was getting hit. He did not want that image to follow him around for the rest of his life. I apologize. I haven't been getting the help I really want. To do what he's done in two years, whether you loved it or whether you hated it, he's had to acknowledge it. Yeah, so uh, the initial release uh, is supposed to be a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, but now they're looking like it's supposed to come out uh, this weekend. That's horrible, man. Uh, mm-hmm. salute, salute to the family of XXS. Tintashi Yon, that little brother didn't even get the opportunity to turn the corner, you know, and, and ended up getting killed for what? Mm-hmm. You know? It's Why? Gonna, it's going to be shown in some movie theaters, too. So just check your local listing so you might be able to see that in some movie theater. I know they're playing it on 42nd Street here in New York City. All right. Very, very sad. Now, you know, you know what I hate sometimes? Sometimes I hate these blogs, right? I'm going to tell you why. LeBron James' son. Yesterday, he was going out to the prom, and they posted his prom date. Mm-hmm. And she's a Caucasian woman, I believe. That's what it looks like. But the bro- the blogs just wanted to, to ish. Oh, this, that, and the other. And I don't understand it. So there was a lot of, of people talking about him and his uh, date. But she's, she's a white girl. Because she's a white girl. Well, first of all, I, you, that's what Caucasian you, is, you don't follow the blogs, you know, for situations like that. You go to Dr. Umar's page. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's why I, that's why I got hip to this situation. Did he posted it? Did he? Oh my goodness. Oh, come on. Come what? on. Come on. Come on. You know Dr. Umar don't miss a beat. Oh my goodness. Right? Wait, Especially wait when that beat is white. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but I, I don't like them doing that to uh, people kids though. I think yeah. that's whack. Yeah, I think it's very, very I think whack. It, I think it's garbage. Don't do that to people kids. But I mean I guess, you know, your kids growing up in the spotlight, stuff like that is gonna happen, but I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. I mean, the man is just going to, the, the young man is just going to his prom. He's trying to enjoy his prom. Now, you don't even know what the relationship or what it is. And why does it even matter to people? Why does it even care? That's that's not your son. That's not your child. That's not you. Mind your own business. Nah, Dr. Umar ain't got nothing. I looked it up. You, you out your damn it. mind. I don't see nothing. You ain't looking. Hold he erased on. it. I don't see nothing. You see anything hold on there? Hold on. He must have erased it. He, er- he must have. I know. I saw it. Just, hold on. Yeah, damn, he did. He erased it. He had two of them. Really? He did. All right. Now, uh, shout out to my brother DJ Clue. Clue is doing uh, it, it, What podcast is that? What's the name of that podcast? Uh, I think it's Mav Hoffa. Mav Hoffa. So yeah, shout out to Now, he was on the podcast talking about uh, Irv Gotti and Jay Z old school disses and how uh, Jay Z had to change some of his lyrics when he was battling Nas. Hope this has some, some bars that were hard. Irv Gotti made him change them. And I was like, all right. I'm like, I'm because I'm like, I'm, remember, like I said, I'm neutral. Right. So I heard it. I'm like, oh, that shit's crazy. And I heard like, nah, nah, you need to go to Sprouts. I'm like, all right. I just left alone. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you me. Yeah, he talks about that. He also talks about, you know, Clue was cool with Nas and Jay and, and where he stood during the beef back and forth. When Jay and Nas was going through what they was going through, how difficult was it for you? I didn't even realize that the freestyle Nas gave me Mm-hmm. Was him going at Hove? King with the about the Kings. I didn't even realize what he was saying on there until the, way, <laughs> way after. I didn't even realize that he was throwing shots. Shots, yeah. Because you know, n- don't say names, so it's like right. It could be. But at the time, I was like, oh yeah, he told my Hove. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so how did they? How did they the get I, back to that, you? That was the I for I freestyle. Hove never even mentioned this to me, to be honest. With you. Yeah, he talks about the the old school uh, battling back and forth. You know, a lot of people don't know. I got a lot of those Rockefeller mixtapes back then because Clue played the middle. Pause, pause, pause. He didn't want to go in between them. 
So they would come to me to play the records, and that's how the Rockefeller mixtapes were created. Shout to Linnaeus, uh, shout to Dame Dash at the time, Hove and and Big. So that's how I was doing all those Rockefeller mixtapes at the time because Clue didn't want to play uh, either side. Salute to the legendary Clue. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, I feel bad for LeBron and Savannah though, man. You going back there? Why? Yeah, only just because it's just like you know, you, you, you as parents, our job is to protect our families, but you do you just know it's some things you can't protect them from, and you know when you growing up in the spotlight like they are. And people see him just going to a prom, something as regular as a prom, that becomes a thing. I wouldn't want to see my kid all over the blogs and everything else. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. And people having all of these different opinions. Not for that, because you know why the blogs posted it. But the sad thing about it is you look at LeBron and and they they live in a a affluent area, I'm sure, somewhere in Beverly Hills. And their kids probably go to school in Beverly Hills. What's the majority of the kids that's going to be there? I don't know. I don't I don't agree with that. No, I mean, it, it is. No, it, I mean, it's, the truth of the matter is, I just don't like them seeing... I don't even want to have the discussion because I don't like seeing people's kids out there like that. I really don't. Because I can only imagine how a parent that makes... Well, you don't, mind, you don't mind the picture because that's fine, but it's the, it's, it's the commentary that they're pushing in the blogs. And no, Doctor, no. The no, Umar Johnson I, post. I, no, I want, I, I want my daughter to bring black men home, but that has nothing to do with nothing. Okay. My point is, I don't like seeing people's kids out there. Okay. I don't. All right. I don't. I don't like seeing it. I, Cause I can. I know how that makes you feel as a parent. What? Cause your job is you want to protect your right. family. And the, and the fact and that you're seeing all of these there, unsolicited opinions, all of these people coming at your kid. I know that. I know that has to irritate them. So it does. Salute sure. to the salute to the James family, man. All right. Now up next is the People's Choice Mix. I'm reminding y'all again. I know uh, Father's Day weekend. If you're not doing anything Father's Day weekend, June 19th we're gonna be out in Houston doing my car show. Uh, it's gonna be. New York versus Houston, and then July 9th, we in Atlanta for my car show. We're bringing the car show back to Atlanta, all right? Breakfast Club, let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela Yee here, and if you want quality auto coverage for less, make the right call and go with the General Insurance. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com to find out how much you can save. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc. and Insurance Agency, Nashville, Tennessee, Summer Show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. We got a shout out to Bobby Brown for joining us this morning. Yes, indeed. Salute to Bobby Brown, man. A whole legend out here in these streets. Make sure you check out his documentary. And if you've never read his book, Every Little Step, man, do yourself a, pay- a favor and go do that. And I also want to, uh, please, man, I want to encourage everybody. Go do your Uncle Charlotte a favor. Go do Brother Leonard a favor. I want you to go to MTV.com and go to the MTV Movie and TV Awards and vote for me for Best Host. I'm nominated for Best Host at the MTV Movie and TV Awards this year uh, for my work on my late-night talk show, The God's Honest Truth. So um, go vote for me, man. I I, I like this award because it is uh, a vote. It's not some culturally clueless committee sitting around, Mm -hmm. you know, determining who gets it. You know, it's actually done by voting, as far as I know. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, go for, vote for me at MTV.com for best host. All right. And also, I want to say shout out to everybody again. I, um, my book company, I spoke to them yesterday, and they said that the support has been amazing. It's been sold out in a bunch of bookstores. Uh, you can still get it on Amazon and pick it up next day. I know a lot of people like to grab the physical copy, but you can get it on Amazon. It'll come in a day. Uh, and appreciate you, man. The bookstores are selling out. They have to pre uh, reorder. Uh, this is the second, no, the third time they had to reorder a lot of Barnes & Noble. So just saying thank you. Real Life, Real Love is out right now. Pick it up, all right? When we come back, positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time to get up out of here. Charlemagne, you got a positive note? Yes, the positive note is simply this, man. 
um, God, the G-O-D, will elevate you if you let God lead. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there... Time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. Kings Island is now open on weekends.